Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. If you're investing in a property, how are you making your money going into a deal? You know, just recently we helped a client make uh, in excess of $205,000 because we looked at comparable sales in the area versus what our construction costs were. This is Property Invest Story where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shum. And in this episode, we're keeping the conversation going with Director of Kaifu Property, Drew Evans. He'll show you the three tactics you can use which will allow you to accelerate wealth creation through instant equity and make an excess of $205,000 when possible. Also, before we delve into this episode, go over to propertyinveststory.com and subscribe to receive your free property investor case studies where you'll learn how to generate passive income from your properties. Go there now to sign up for free. So, what was the first thing that held Evans back when he wanted to begin investing in property? To start with, it's probably just the lack of funds to get into it if I'm being honest. Um, I've always been a huge, huge believer, and this has probably been um, you know, sunk into me from my parents, where they said, Drew, uh, you shouldn't work as hard for your money as your money should work for you, um, which uh, you know is easy, easier said than done when you don't have a hell of a lot of it. Um, but there's nothing that really has held me back other than having the right team around me and the right psychology um, to get the funds together to actually invest in property. It it's, appears a lot of people and I've had a lot of guests on the podcast, they initially said that the first thing that held them back was funds. Why do you think that's the case for a lot of investors? Well, I think it's just due to lack of experience as well as obviously not having the funds but also not maybe thinking outside of the square. You know, So when I speak to a lot of our clients uh, and remembering that everybody's different, so uh, you know, the, the hardest part of getting started is getting your first one or two properties because you have to save up the cash. Secondly to that, you can obviously utilize some of your equity. Or the third thing, uh, or fourth thing rather, is you can utilize somebody else's equity or you can do like sort of JV type of opportunities, uh, which has been really good for some of our clients sort of thinking outside the square to get them started in, uh, in property investment. To go about approaching or finding joint ventures, you're looking to contribute either your time or your experience. So uh, joint ventures, I guess you can either contribute um, your time uh, or you can contribute your experience. Um, now, I guess for me, it's not something that I endorse if I'm being brutally honest uh, once you've got a bit of money because uh, I guess our experiences uh, or my experience rather is if you do have the funds, you're better off doing it yourself because as soon as you start talking about joint ventures and special entities and things like that, it comes with its, uh, its complications. Uh, but if you've got the time, the energy and the resources to go and do all the running around and find specific opportunities, then you can team up with somebody that's already got the funds, uh, you know, and, and work out a scenario where 
hey, if I put the entire deal together, if I manage absolutely everything, uh, you could work out a percentage split of the profits or something like that. Determining who gets what percentage of the profits within a joint venture deal ultimately depends on the situation and what each of the partners are bringing to the table. I guess it comes down to individual negotiation. Um, you know, I get approached by uh, developers all the time asking to do joint ventures with myself. Um, and one of the common ones is, you know, if I'm doing all the research, all the due diligence, putting the deal together and you're funding something, you know, a 50-50 of the profit um, upon completion is, is normally a good JV. Um, but it really just does depend on, I guess, the person putting the deal together, the experience that they have, the funds that the, uh, uh, the money partner's putting in. So realistically then, with any joint type of joint ventures, it's, it's really about the strength of the negotiation, how both parties can work out the best deal for each one individually. A hundred percent, hundred percent. It's a deal by deal basis. It's an individual by individual basis um, to, uh, to get a better return. On finding mentors to help him through his journey, Evans says it's about putting yourself out there and connecting with those who have already hit the goals you are aiming for. So, mate, I'm, I'm very fortunate to do what I do, both myself and Damien. I've got some great mentors. Uh, because we've been in the industry for the better part of a decade, uh, you know, Damien and I want to get into bigger and big, bigger and better projects. So, a few of our mentors are people who are already in the game, already doing what we want to do. Um, you know, so that's all the way through from land development, through to townhouse development, through to unit development. So, um, you know, it's, it's one of those sayings, you know, if you want to find uh, a good mentor, find somebody that's already done uh, what you want to do and, uh, and get advice from them. Just the other day, I won't tell you his name, but uh, I, uh, I connected with him on Facebook and I said, hey, listen, mate, listen, I know this is out of the blue, but I've always had so much respect for you. Can I please buy your coffee uh, and just have a bit of a chat? And uh, I guess there's absolutely no harm in, no harm in asking. And uh, Tyrone, listen, mate, two days later, I was having coffee with him in Double Bay, uh, getting his personal property advice and also advice about uh, uh, businesses. And then this, this particular guy, mate, features on uh, you know, your money, your call every second day on uh, on Foxtel. So it's, uh, you know, if you don't ask, you don't get. And that comes with a, a lot of aspects in property investing in life, I guess. The three best pieces of advice he has ever received on property investing is around why cheap is cheap for a reason, why you should avoid selling and on finding someone to mentor you in the field. So, so one one I had recently is I, I get a lot of clients that, uh, oh, Drew, listen, I've got 25 properties, I want to get 200. Uh, and, and a part of me is like, oh, you know, you don't want to get 200, you want the result that it can generate for you. And uh, and this is where, I guess, our business philosophy is very different to those types of investors and those types of edu- uh, investment companies where best advice was, uh, you know, an old mentor of mine said, Drew, uh, cheap is not affordable and cheap is cheap for a reason. Uh, and that's always stuck with me because uh, just because something is cheap doesn't make it better. And that comes the same as buying cheap property to cheap construction to cheap development. And um, everything has a price and it's that price for a reason. So that was a, that was a good piece of advice, which has really stuck with me. Um, another one is don't ever sell anything unless it's preventing you from doing something else. Uh, that stuck with me as well because, uh, you know, throughout my, uh, my, my personal portfolio creation is I've, I've made some mistakes um, and I've always been forced with the decision, do I sell them now uh, or, or do I keep them and hope the market turns? Uh, and that's always stuck with me. Don't sell anything unless it's preventing you from doing something else. And I guess the last one, uh, which I guess is the theme of this whole sort of uh, uh, podcast, is if you want to do something, find people that have already done it and get them to mentor you or get them to show you how they've done it. And uh, what you find, and this is what I'm I'm, I'm experiencing on a daily basis, is those who are successful love to give back and help other people do what they've already done. You know, not only from an ego trip, but also, you know, there are genuinely people out there that want to help. 
Some resources Evans recommends listeners to utilize in their own journeys include books by Robert Kiyosaki and signing up to valuation companies such as Heron Todd White. The, the book that's probably made a big difference, this is a, over a decade ago, was you know Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Poor Dad, which uh, as investor, everyone should watch. Um, I've, I've read Tony Robbins' books back to front, uh, front to back, numerous different times. Uh, you know, my library is full of personal development books, not necessarily all related to property, but more so mindset, psychology, um, and that type of thing. All the property magazines, uh, you know, I'd sign up to them. Um, I'd also encourage everybody to sign up to um, all the valuation companies, uh, you know, like uh, Heron Todd White, for example. They come out with a, a monthly report or a quarterly report um, of the state of the market from a bank's perspective. Now, we've got to remember, you know, banks are always, always more conservative. But it gives you a good inclination of, of where the, the finance market's heading, where the valuation uh, results are heading and things like that. So uh, I'll, I'll definitely follow those. And then all your property uh, investment um, uh, publications, you know, so Urban Developers is a good one. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a few that are just aren't coming to the top of my head at the moment. Looking at valuation reports also allows some insight into how the banks are thinking and help you understand more about applying for finance. RP Data is another good one, you know, so um, I... Uh, I study that religiously, even though the challenge with a lot of these results is that they're all historical and, uh, you know, as sleazy as it sounds, when it comes to property investing, you can't make your decisions based on the rearview mirror. Uh, you know, you need some foresight. Um, I'll, I'll give you an example. My latest development made, uh, you know, I made in excess of $135,000 in six months in a market that was only performing at 2.35%. So, you know, just below inflation. So. Again, it really comes down to, to having experience about what information to take on board versus what information to, to factor in, but uh, uh, almost uh, ignore to some extent as well. Coming up after the break, we'll delve into Evan's property investing strategy. Our focus on is, is predominantly like you know, time poor professionals that earn good money and know that they need to do something in property investment. They just don't have the time, the resources, or to be honest, the experience to do it all how he used it to accumulate wealth in his own portfolio. The same parcel of land was in excess of $70,000 more for the same thing that I paid for six months prior. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shump and you're listening to Property Investory. Hey, podcast listeners. If you're finding this podcast super informative, then guess what? I'm giving you an exclusive free case study from property investors like this one just for listening. These case studies are from experienced property investors where they share specific strategies and numbers of their portfolio. Simply text me your email address to 0499881040 to get your free case studies. Now back to the show. For many aspiring property investors, the issue lies in not knowing what to do to create wealth through that medium. Evans explains there are five steps necessary to grow a portfolio. Yeah, so I guess our focus on is, is predominantly like you know, time poor professionals that earn good money, they know that they need to do something in property investment, they just don't have the time, the resources or to be honest, the experience to do it all. So our, our value proposition, uh, I guess if you like, is we talk about adding the value, double the value of your salary to your property portfolio every 12 to 18 months. So in 2018 and, and moving forward, I reckon for the next two to three years as a minimum, the market cycles are going to get you know a lot lower and slower, meaning that you need to come out ways of adding or forcing value to your portfolio 
to allow you to, to continue to grow. Because at the end of the day, it's it's really simple. There's there's five steps uh, when it comes to actually growing a portfolio. You know, you save up a deposit, you invest in a property. That property then goes up in value or generates equity as quick as possible. Step number four, you get that equity out. And then step number five, you rinse and repeat the whole process over and over again. So my personal uh, strategy now, and this is obviously what we endorse for a whole bunch of clients, or all of our clients in fact, is how do we get through step number three as quickly as possible, which is the equity creation phase. Now, once you get your equity, you, you have the option. You can either move the property on and, and realize your profit, or you can actually refinance that property to get your equity back out again to continue to grow your portfolio. So our value proposition is how do we get through step number three as quickly as possible? And we do that in three ways, or we have three tactics. These three tactics are based on accumulating equity, mechanical momentum, and the maturity of the market. By laying the three together, the investors provide it with a surge in equity creation. The first tactic we use is instant equity. You know, and this is what I like to say, well, if you're investing in a property, how are you making your money going into a deal? You know, just recently we helped a client make uh, in excess of $205,000 because we looked at comparable sales in the area versus what our construction costs were, and on completion, based on comparable sales, they will make $205,000, which is huge, right? So instant equity. The second thing, or the second tactic we use is uh, mechanical momentum. So this is where business forces, not property forces, but business forces are driving the value of your real estate for you. And I'll explain that in a second. And the third tactic we use, which is unfortunately what most property investors use, uh, the only tactic they use, is market maturity. And that's obviously where you buy a property and you know, over 5, 7, 10, 20 years time, it goes up in value. So market maturity for us is definitely something that we focus on by buying in the right area, the right location, the right type of property. But we then add the other two tactics being how are we getting instant equity and how are we getting that mechanical momentum to drive our equity creation forward. The second tactic Evans elaborates is to use business forces to drive the value of your property. It's a term we call mechanical momentum. So we uh, we deal with a lot of blue chip developers, or land developers, and I'll give you uh, a, a recent example of my personal investment. So I purchased a property on uh, on the Gold Coast. This is probably uh, 14, 15 months ago, something like that, and I paid $339,000 for this parcel of land. Now, this parcel of the land was in stage three um, of the development. If we then fast forward, you know, to the next stage, which is stage four, the land price came out at uh, $349,000. Stage four came out at $359,000. Stage five, $369,000. Through the stage in seven and eight, they came out at $415,000 for the exact same price land, the exact same location, the exact same aspects and all that type of stuff, yet the same parcel of land was in excess of $70,000 more for the same thing that I paid for six months prior. So that's instant equity there and someone actually doing the work for you to increase the value. Correct. Well, if you have a look at these big blue blue chip developers, mate, they have all have to report to shareholders, don't they? You know, so shareholders obviously demand a profit. So this is one of the questions I get all the time is, hey, Drew, listen, you talk about developing land, you know, what if there's an oversupply? I go, great, guys. So if we talk about this particular master plan, you know, there's 200 lots in the, in the whole estate. That the developers don't release all 200 at the one time, do they? It's going to flood the market, but it's the business forces you know, of them having to actually get their instant equity on their land development from stage to stage to stage, and that's where we're very, very fortunate because of the relationships that Damien and I have that we get the phone call at the early stages of a development. 
we get access at the early stages of development. To summarize, his strategy is to use three separate micro strategies in conjunction in order to accumulate wealth across the board. I guess what we do, our whole business is about generating equity as quickly as possible so that you can continue to grow your portfolio moving forward. Now, the first thing we look at is instant equity, which is if I buy a property for you know, 695000 upon completion, it's going to be worth $900,000 as an example. The mechanical momentum, if I'm paying $349,000 for my land, then I know that due to business forces, not property forces, it's going to be worth $415,000 in the next six months. And the last one is the market maturity. I'm making sure we're investing in areas that have good long-term sustainable growth because it's the market maturity that's going to allow your property portfolio to double, triple in the future. The aspects of Evans' company, which is focused on helping property investors get into the market according to what they need, include three in-house programs. Business name is Kaifu Property, but we have three different programs. So I'll start at the bottom, which is uh, you know the equity builder program. So that's for someone that's just sort of starting off. They want to learn the basics, and they probably don't have the financial capacity to get into bigger and better deals just yet. But the whole intention of that program is to get people enough equity so that they can give themselves options to get into those bigger projects. Um, so that's uh, that's the starter or the foundation program we have. Our core business is uh, you know the um, automatic equity program. Now that one is all designed about well. If I invest in this type of opportunity, how quickly can I get my deposit back out again and move it rolling forward? You know, so that's probably our core business where we spend a lot of time. And then the third program is the uh, the equity developer program. So this is somebody who's got a little bit more experience, got a little bit more money behind them, and they're probably wanting to get into bigger bigger projects because they have the financial capacity and the experience to do so. His service is results driven, which provides all in one foundation for all stages of your property goals, from accessing education to making money. Our business is all about results, you know, so um, you, you get educated as a natural part of dealing with us. Um, you know, we'll give you all the stories and all the examples. Uh, but, but like I tell a lot of clients, hey, if you want to get educated and educated alone, you know, I'm probably not the right guy for you. But if you want to get the results uh, to grow your portfolio and get access to off-market opportunities that nobody else gets to see, then definitely we'd love to help you. And that's the way I guess I've set up the business. You know, there's, uh, there's three different levels of programs depending on your personal circumstances. And uh, I guess the way we've set it up is I want to make sure that whenever you deal with myself or any member of my team, you are guaranteed to make money. A personal habit which Evans attributes to his success is ensuring that his portfolio supports his lifestyle. I think, uh, mate, life is full of a bunch of habits, but um, I don't actually think of anything just off the top of my head about a habit. Mate, I like to work hard and play hard. <laughs> That's what <laughs> probably, probably not want to hear, but... Um, no, it's, it's, it's all about mate, making sure that your property portfolio doesn't impact on your lifestyle. Uh, it is going to set you up um, and uh, mate, there are going to be some inevitable setbacks and some inevitable challenges but if you have a professional team around you that have pretty much seen every type of property uh, there is, uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, uh, it's definitely a very good starting point. Perfect, yeah. And you mentioned uh, about lifestyle as well. How has your property portfolio actually given you the lifestyle that you've desired and what does your lifestyle look like? Yeah, sure. Mate. I want to be careful that I don't come across um, you know, like an arrogant douchebag but I've been pretty fortunate. <laughs> uh, honesty is the best. <laughs> yeah, mate, I've been pretty fortunate. So, mate, I, uh, I now live in, uh, I'd like to think, the best suburb in the whole of Australia. So, I live in Double Bay. My, uh, my property portfolio pays for every single bit of living expense that I have um, in uh, living in Sydney. It's, it's allowed me to sort of start up a, a, and not, not have to rely on an income uh, to start up a business. Uh, mate, I've got all the fancy toys. Uh, you know, I go on two or three overseas holidays every single year. 
Uh, and I'm not worried about you know funding my property portfolio because I've got the right buffers in place, I've got the right strategy in place. And uh, mate, yeah, I've been very, very, very fortunate. But I'd love to uh, obviously love to help your listeners as well. Uh, the way I look at property, it's just a vehicle to help you achieve your goals. Um, and uh, again, I'm a, I'm kind of one of those guys who loves loves the toys, loves the cars, the boats, and and loves traveling. So properties allow me to do all of that. In the next five years, Evans is excited about helping his clients get to where he is while also continuing to build his own wealth. Mate, I'm really excited. Uh, for, well, personally, um, you know, the, I guess the access to different opportunities now I have is, is a lot better than ever before. Um, so personally, you know, the things that I've learned over the last decade, um, I'm going to speed up my personal wealth creation. Uh, what's taken me to do 10 years, I'll probably do in the next three or four. Um, so the types of opportunities, the, the relationships that we've built, uh, but then also as a business is, uh, man, I get a really big kick out of helping other people do what I've done. Um, so, you know, personally, I'm, I'm, you know, my portfolio is doing very, very well, but uh, I'm going to double that, if not triple that, um, and, and obviously help clients do the same. As he mentioned earlier, in terms of future market trends within Australia, he predicts a lower and slower momentum. This will mean adjusting your strategy to accommodate for it. I think that the future trends, um, you know, we're, we're not going to see another astronomical boom like we saw in Sydney. Uh, and to some extent, Melbourne as well. Um, you know, I've got some of my clients that are like, you know, God bless them, you know, bought property in inferior sort of suburbs in Sydney and their properties have doubled, almost doubled and a half in the space of a very short amount of time. I don't think that that's going to be the natural progression in the next little while. So my take is that you, you need to start looking at strategies like your instant equity, your market maturity and your mechanical momentum to force that value on your portfolio to give you the option to continue moving forward. So uh, I think the markets are going to be lower Uh, slower and you're going to have to think about other ways to force value uh, on your portfolio. If you'd like to connect with Evans and find out from him how he can help you and shape your property strategy for you based on your situation, you can contact him via. So the best thing to do is just to go to our our website which is www.automaticequity.com.au. Uh, if you put in your uh, your details there, um, there's a series of videos that I've done, uh, which is how our business operates and what we actually do. And, and what I'll offer Tyrone is anybody that comes through that website, um, and obviously we'll link it back to uh, to your podcast, is I'll actually personally speak to them for 45 minutes um, to, to see if we can actually help. And if we can't, I'll personally put them in the right direction. Thank you to Drew Evans, our guest on this episode of Property Invest Story. If you want to hear more about his journey, then visit our website at propertyinveststory.com. Simply type in the search bar, Drew Evans and select that episode to learn more about his story. Also, if you haven't subscribed to receive your free property case studies that I only send out exclusively via email, then head over to propertyinveststory.com and subscribe. These real case studies are from experienced property investors where they share specific numbers of their portfolio, the strategies and much more. Simply visit propertyinveststory.com to receive your free case studies. Thanks for listening.